Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I was spending some time with vets not long ago, and they told me something that broke my heart. I have to tell you, uh, it it really tore me up, and I want to tell you about it now and use it for a launching pad to talk a little bit more about men. I had opportunity to sit with some vets. I spend a lot of time with guys in the military and often with vets, but this particular group of vets were young. They were articulate. They were very accomplished, and uh, I, I got thrown together with them for a bunch of hours. And we began to talk about their experience at war in Afghanistan and Iraq, and we began to talk about how it had affected them. And they told me something that I have read about, that I have heard about, but I had never heard anyone, male or female, talk to me about in such moving and poetic terms. And I was, by the way, with both males and females um, amongst these vets. One of the guys said, Stephen, the hardest thing I'd have to say to you, and I was just asking them questions and probing, uh, he said, one of the hardest things I'd have to say to you is that I miss my war. And he started to cry. And he said, listen, I, I know that's horrible. Most people wouldn't understand it. My wife doesn't understand it. My church wouldn't understand it. My kids wouldn't understand it. But I miss my war. I miss my gun. I miss my people. And he just went off like that for a little bit. And I I, I just could see the strain in his eyes. And, and, and a, a, a former female captain started echoing the same thing. And she began to tear up. And it was a very, very tender moment. So when things calmed down a bit, I asked them what they meant exactly. And it, it was really what they, their answer was really a commentary upon their lives in America and upon American society as a whole. But it's a commentary I'm familiar with, so I'm, I'm happy to delve into it a bit. They said that, you know, before they went to Iraq, they had lived typical American lives. And they had had some friends and they had enjoyed their school years, but they were old enough to um, not really feel connected to a lot of people. They were old enough to not really feel like they lived for a cause. Um, they were preparing for careers. They were looking forward to those careers. They were looking forward to doing good with those careers and making money, but but they hadn't really gotten there yet. And so their lives were sort of, you know, in pursuit and a little bit isolated and a little bit empty and not really rooted in matters of faith or a cause they really had given their hearts to, or uh, even that much of bonding with other people. And then through various routes, they ended up in war. They ended up in Afghanistan and in Iraq. And they said, of course, it was some of the worst time of their lives. Of course, they saw friends die. They killed people. They, they were part of horrible things. They, some of them worked in, in medical units and saw just, you can imagine, the, just the terrible things they saw. But they said, you know what? I got up every morning and I had a role to play. And I had a mission. And I belonged. I might even have belonged to uh, an officer, a commanding officer who was an idiot and really hard to deal with, but at least I belonged. And I had, I'll use my phrase, not theirs, a band of brothers. I belonged to a group. I belonged to a team. And I was skilled and I was growing in skills. And what I did made a difference. And uh, I, we did good over there and we did it together and we faced odds and we faced death and we survived. And even in a, in a nearby immediate sense, we conquered. They didn't mean the whole country now. They just meant in their immediate fights, their immediate battles, their immediate struggles. 
And then they came back to the United States. And they were grateful to have survived. And they were grateful to go ahead and transition out of the military. And some of them had very nice jobs and were very accomplished. Some had gone to law school. Some were still in medical school, et cetera. Uh, some were business people, et cetera. Very accomplished, very fine young people. But they said that they returned to an atomistic American society. They didn't have uh, the band, the sense of belonging that they'd had at war. They, they didn't have the sense of mission. They didn't have the nice fit between their skills and training and the needs of the unit. Um, they, they didn't have accountability. Uh, they didn't have, as I've said, the, the sense of belonging uh, that got them up every morning. Uh, and they even missed a little bit of the danger and the fight. But that wasn't the main thing. The main thing was that they had come back to, Ameri- to an American society. One of them said, we're almost too free. We're almost too free. We don't belong anywhere. We don't have any roots. We don't have a tribe. I had been urging them to read Sebastian Younger's book, Tribe, because it really describes uh, a lot of what they were dealing with and puts it in context in terms of American society. And I have to tell you, my heart was broken for these people. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of their sacrifices. I'm proud of them serving abroad. But I know that they are the living embodiment of a commentary on our American society that is all too true. And that is that people don't tend to live in community. They don't tend to have a tribe, a posse, a band of brothers. They tend to live isolated and therefore they tend to live feeling unprotected, feeling like they don't have place, feeling like they can't make the contribution they want to make, um, feeling like they are rootless, uh, rootless wanderers, as some ancient literature says. And as you know, if you listen to this podcast, this is one of the things that I strongly urge among men. Now, I care about it with women too, but I strongly urge among men because I, that's, that's simply the group I'm, I'm called to speak to uh, in addition to the other things I do politically and, and uh, you know, universities and what have you. Um, I, I believe that most men are living the lives of rootless wanderers. They are unconnected. They do not have tribes. They do not have belonging. They do not have meaningful community. They walk alone. Uh, they have no one urging them to be better. They have no one holding them accountable. They have no one who's got their back. They don't belong. They had a band of brothers or a group of friends in high school or college, but that went away with adult responsibilities for the most part. They may love their spouses. They may love their kids, um, but they are awash in a sea of casual relationships and it's killing them. And it's why a bunch of very accomplished young veterans can turn to me with tears in their eyes and say, I miss my war. My war. Well, here's what I want to say. You know, we shouldn't have to go to war. The, the cream of our nation should not have to go to war to find connection and belonging and improvement and contribution and meaning and community and tribe. We should not have to send them off to war and find it there. In fact, I want to see us get to the point where when a young person goes off to war, it's they, they have all those wonderful things that soldiers should have so they can do their best, but it's not as good as what they have at home. I don't want them to feel more connected to a unit in battle than they feel at home. So we've got to learn this gifts, and I'm speaking to men now, of building a band of brothers. And yes, I think women need to learn the gifts of building a band of sisters. I'm just not expert in that area being very, very male. Um, but, but I think we've got to learn these skills and I'm not turning this whole thing to a sales opportunity, but I do want to mention that I've been speaking to men for a lot of years and it really started. I really gained a platform for that with my book, Mansfield's book of manly men. If you are a man and you don't have that, please 
get it. And recently, we've had a little companion book to that book come out called Building Your Band of Brothers. Go on our social media, stephenmansfield.tv, at Mansfield Writes on Twitter, Mansfield Writes on Facebook, and you'll find a link where you can buy it. I think it's only 10 bucks, and that includes shipping. Get it. Get it because it'll change your life. Get it because you need it. Get it because it's one of the great challenges of our time. But we must reclaim the skills of building meaningful community and living out our lives as part of a tribe of people. A tribe can be diverse. That tribe doesn't have to be utterly like us, but it is a tragedy that I would hear from young vets that they felt more connected, more in the zone, more of purpose, more making a contribution, more sense of belonging, uh, more sense of mission and destiny at war where their lives were at risk than they feel in American society. Maybe that's why the stat not long ago was that 22 vets commit suicide every day. I know that stat has dropped now down to about 18 or 19, but it wasn't. Uh, it was earlier this year that the stat was 22 a day. How horrible. Maybe that's why. Because some of these vets feel deep guilt that the best days of their lives were lived in a, with a gun in their hand in a military uniform doing harm to others, though that harm uh, probably had to be done. So I'm not just talking to the military. I'm talking to all of us listening. Live out your life. Live it passionately. But b- learn the skills of building a band of brothers. And let's begin to change the society around us so that we are living meaningfully and powerfully. I look at the people who are running for office. I look at the people who lead our society. I look at some of the personalities on the national stage. And I wonder how they might have been different if they had had in their lives in the States what these young warriors had and valued so much in the trenches in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's time for a change. Get Sebastian Younger's book, Tribe. Get my book, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men. Get Building a band of, Your Band of Brothers. All of this easily acquired. And most of all, get busy about building the tribe, the community, and the belonging that you need to have defined your life. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.